What's up, everybody? Welcome to a very special episode of Yala. Special because today it is not just Terence and I. We have a third person with us today. A, a special fellow guest. Cindy man. Special and, uh, guest. But, but not in person though. Not in person. Yeah, not in person. Not in person. Still socially distant. Yeah. Uh, still keeping more than a meter apart. But always uh, close to our hearts. This gentleman has uh. been... Yeah. yeah, always close to our hearts. This gentleman has been in the entertainment uh, of entertainment sphere of Singapore for the past 10 years. One of Singapore's mm. best stand-up comedians. And I know stand-up comedians don't like being introduced as super funny and all. And okay, he's not that funny. Like. He's just a good performer. Uh, and we'd like to welcome <laughs> Mr. Rishi Budrani. Woohoo! Is What's this up? when I can actually speak? Because you guys told yeah, me yeah, shut yeah, up yeah, 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 yeah. a while ago. <laughs> it's called it's called the intro. It's called the intro. Ah, okay, no, okay, for, okay. For our listeners, the context is all we wanted to do was a sound test with Rishi where we asked him what he had for lunch and he started fucking telling us about how lentil soup has been bastardized <laughs> by other cultures and like it's just dull and shit like that. So yeah. we <laughs> so basically now, now we basically spent yeah we spent so, spent about twenty minutes on a sound check. Uh. So <laughs> yeah, I mean so. honestly. In all honesty, I think it's a damn good story. So do you guys want to hear it? <laughs> Again? If you can keep it to like yeah. one minute. Yeah, sure. Yeah. For so our listeners. Come, come, come. The, the Jewish community stole dal from the Indians. Okay, move on. <laughs> Let's go. Come. <laughs> that is the fake news version, the clickbaity version of the story. Okay, if you want the full story, yeah. please ask the Yala Bud podcast for the soundtrack that we just did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I, I think yeah, we, so we uh, the interesting thing also is that you can see that Rishi's setup is like fantastic. Uh. He's got like colored lights around him and like mood lighting the background. Well, what is it? What is it that you've been doing recently that has uh, pushed you to, to up your game in your videos? Uh? Uh, okay, I'll be very honest. You know, live stand-up comedy, live hosting, live theater, live weddings and all have uh, completely come to a standstill, which was a lot of my bread and butter. Uh, so for the past few weeks, we've been trying to come up with creative ways to get jobs. And one of them is to host webinars for uh, porn websites. And uh, mm. we want to make sure that we've got a nice mood in the background, you know, nice light. So I sit here basically and I go, and next up, we've got Cassie, who's coming to you live. So at first... From okay, at first when you said porn, I thought you meant like a porn shop. You've got to pronounce the R, bro. Porn. Oh, oh! You thought you thought pawn yeah, like <laughs> pawn shop? Right? Oh, you like, thought I'm selling yeah, jewelry know. from my bedroom? <laughs> exactly, because dude, wow. times are hard, and I don't know what the fuck you do. ASMR <laughs> pawn shop. That right? would be a damn Indian thing to do, though, right? Like you watch all the Hindi yeah. movies when times get tough, right? They have to sell the wife's jewelry that she got for her wedding. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And to I, make it even more I'm, Indian, you can sell it live, and then I will auction and and cause the bid price to go up. And then let, let other people pay more. <laughs> like, then we can split the difference. That would be like a true true Indian style. <laughs> uh. Have you been watching those live auctions on social media? Those are the most no. entertaining things ever, man. You're you talking mean, about in like times of COVID or before? Now, in times of COVID, I, only, I mean, I only knew of them now. I never knew of these auctions before, to be honest. Yeah, I've seen oh, the really, ones yeah? on seafood and, and a lot of different types of uh, stuff, groceries like, even. Because like, yeah. I think my wife, my wife actually listens to some of those. Uh. Like she actually watches oh, and, yeah, I and mean, buys why, fish. Why are you auctioning for groceries? You know what I mean? I like how cheap can conflicts get? Or like, you know, wh- why are you bidding for chili padi? Like, that's what yeah. I'm like, I mean, oh, you mean they auction for stuff like product. that? Uh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, they, they do it like, uh, like 11 a.m. or 10 a.m. in the morning 
on weekends. No, but it must be. So, it must. Okay, I, honestly, I think it must be quite fun. What in this day and age when like you're stuck at home, right? Mm. It must be kind of an adrenaline yeah. rush. Right? It's like it's like horse racing. Yeah. No, horse I mean, racing. I, yeah. I mean, I don't know what kind of horse racing you. Yeah, a, yeah <laughs> so I wasn't really getting the analogy of horse racing. Okay. But if you watch one of these shows, right? I mean. These guys have a really cool setup, you know. They've got like LED strip lights in the background, and mm. somebody is playing music, very hard, heavy bass music, and the presenter's face is always blocked by some box or what, you know. Like for example, uh, <laughs> have, like, uh, like half their face will be covered, you know. They'll be like, okay, yeah. next one we have. Uh, okay, we we we've got PlayStation One, PlayStation One. Okay, once I get two hundred likes, then I will start Ooh. the show. PlayStation yeah. One starting price twenty five ninety. So for those who for those who are just listening, like Rishi is hiding his face behind a plastic <laughs> bag right now, and trying to t- still talk to his mic, lah. Yeah. Because Rishi, okay. This is an audio podcast. Yeah. Rishi, this is an audio oh, fucking primarily podcast. primarily audio. Yeah. Primarily. Yeah. Then why the hell have you asked me to record video? <laughs> because on an expensive memory card, a high <laughs> definition. Because if there are funny segments, you want to extract it out and put it on video. La. So, okay, I take it back. It's primarily yeah. audio. Primarily audio. Funny segments, bro. I just gave you one. Visually funny okay. and audio <laughs> also not bad. See, I'm working with you guys, man. I know you're the ministry so guys, of you can, funny, but you, you should can, take feedback from the audience as well, like from, from your people. You, you can tell times are hard when a stand-up comedian is trying to tell us how funny he is. I know, man. <laughs> like, tr- try, desperately trying to convince the ministry... To allow the some of the, the the constituent members to join. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool, cool. So, so I mean, while we we have a guest today, we are gonna still be talking about some some topics of interest. Mm, uh, mm. And this is where we it, it's cool to get a third party involved because I think if you've been listening long enough, you know Terence and I pretty well. Now we got a third yep. third guest, a, st- yeah. a first guest. Uh, and and the first topic we're gonna be talking about today is a. Uh, is an article from the New York Times that came out a few days ago, which was about Singapore, but which riled quite a few feathers on the internet. Mm. Singapore internet, lah. Singapore internet. Yeah. It so was the an article by yeah. in the New York. It wasn't in the New York Times specifically, but the New York Times magazine, which I think is yeah. a uh, once a week they publish this magazine, right? It's like the live section of New York Times, uh, is it? Uh no 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 life life is every day, but let's say you have a special edition of something an insert that you from you find inside the Straits Times paid for by uh. some insurance company or something like that. That that is yeah. like the New York New York Times magazine. Uh. I see, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's still it's still I mean like like what we have discussed previously, I, I think the fact that like I think we were talking about CNA lifestyle and CNA mm. because it's still associated to New York Times, it's still held to a certain standard, la, right? Yeah, yeah. So I think you're correct. Like, title, CNA lifestyle. Yeah. It's the CNA lifestyle yeah, for CNA New York lifestyle. Times. Yeah. So the title of this article uh, is A Sudden corona- Coronavirus Surge Brought Out Singapore's Dark Side. Which, I mean, mm. okay, we grew up in Singapore. Our people outside of Singapore, they know that Singapore is not a perfect place. Uh, that there are a lot of good things, but there are a lot of bad things. But but why why did this cause such a such a reaction? Uh, I think the if you... Uh, if I were to summarize the article, and Rishi, I think yeah. you, you've had a chance to read it as well, right? So you, yep. you guys can jump in and correct me if I'm wrong. If I had a chance to summarize yeah. the article, she goes into uh, the reasons, the, what Singapore has been doing to combat the coronavirus and shows that, you know, although we, on the on the surface, Singapore looks like very efficient, very uh, clean and green and very uh, 
good, like so-called good country, like good example during this coronavirus. But beneath the surface looks like uh, income inequality, uh, the migrant workers, the living conditions being uh, very uh, unsanitary. And that's what led to a lot of the COVID issues that we're facing now. And she linked all that to a lot of things in Singapore's history, the way we, you know, the Disneyland and the death penalty sort of uh, tropes. And then finally, at the end, uh, she, she talks about the, her personal incident of someone taking a photo of her when she went out jogging with her family. She lives in Singapore. She lives in Singapore. And she went out jogging sometime during the circuit breaker. And mm. she decided not to wear a mask. And her neighbor in her condo actually took out a phone and took a photo of her. And then they had a bit mm. of an argument. So uh, mm. I think it's causing a bit of a kerfuffle because people were reading it and they, how come you're, you're basically not happy about being having been caught doing something wrong? La. And then now you write this whole article to criticize Singapore just because you want to complain about something. La. That's the, the, mm. the basic thing that triggered people in the initial response. So, so, so like Rishi, what was your what was your initial response when you first read it? Eh? I think it was the worst timing for unfortunately the expat community in Singapore. Because ah. if you guys remember this this particular article released the same week within like a few days after the whole incident at Robertson Key took place, mm. where yeah. uh, where they had some non Singaporeans, according to the Straits Times. Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. Gathering, having like a beer in takeaway cups, like a street festival, la. and then the pictures showed yeah. that you know yeah, there yeah, were, yeah. Uh, expatriate community uh, members, and within three days you get this article. I, I believe yeah. it was within three or four days. So I feel like it was just ill-timed, and there was already some kind of brewing sentiment against the community, uh, and mm. this kind of took it to a new level. I feel. Mm. Uh, but but the other thing yeah, is, so, but, oh yeah. sorry, sorry, go on. No, no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say that uh, it, it, she talks about how she didn't carry a mask when she went jogging. Yeah. I'll be honest, that's how I've been getting fit <laughs> during circuit breaker. <laughs> when I go you out for with, my runs, uh, uh. I don't carry a mask. Mm. But I don't stop at all. So I don't <laughs> you can't stop anybody you a can't chance. Stop. <laughs> yeah, I cannot. Like, even if I'm like, lo- I'm dying I just hey bro keep going <laughs> because stop. if you stop you're gonna be on social media shamed you're just gonna oh, how about you a traffic light what do you do drop, at it uh. what do you do at a traffic light man bro, bro, I'm jogging on the spot bro <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought you are dropping to do push ups or jumping jacks or something <laughs> cannot stop and because I live like in like a a, a ground floor apartment right so I don't even mm. have to go into an, a, a lift with anybody yeah so I literally run home and I run into my house <laughs> and then I cool down at but, home. So, so what you're saying is that if, if someone else of a different nationality or different ethnicity wrote it, it might not have caused that big a reaction. It's just that she happened to be a white American stationed in Singapore for a few years. Mm. Um, I don't think her points, to be honest, uh, leading up to the final one, uh, I don't think yeah. her points were made as a, a news reportage at all. I think mm-hmm. she was coming across as giving a perspective of someone who doesn't live in Singapore and who obviously hasn't lived in Singapore. And to me, I, I wasn't triggered by it. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, this is a perspective of someone who is obviously uh, hasn't grown up here. And these are things mm. that are new to her. And okay, fair enough. What kind of crushes the whole argument at the end is her sharing the personal ex- uh, 
experience of, oh, by the way, a Singaporean caught me doing this and I'm like, what the hell are you doing? Ah, then your whole perspective argument falls apart and it comes across mm. as a, oh, like a, a vendetta piece just because mm. of, of, of what happened to you. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. yeah, which, which I guess, probably, I mean, if we get a chance to speak to her, maybe that's not the case, but it certainly does come across like that. Mm. I guess, I mean, for me, like, the first time I saw it was already when people were sharing it on social media and shitting on it. So I will admit that I went in with some bias already, okay? This, please tell me this is not another article that is just that is just trying to summarize our entire history as a nation from independence till now in, like, one short uh, essay, lah. And unfortunately, mm. but when I finished reading it, I was like, "Oh shit, that's kind of like <laughs> what it is, lah." Mm. Because I mean, like, it, I mean, there are certain truths to it, but it just felt like she was painting this, like, playing into the stereotype that Singapore is unfortunately known around the world—a nation of robotic people uh, who just listen to the government and and are totally fine with our being our, our privacy being infringed. And then now, uh, it kind of shows how it worked for coronavirus but while everyone is so fucking obsessed with that that we were blindsided by the people we are exploiting in our own country like. so mm. there are certain points there that are true but I felt the way she packaged it right was almost starting off painting this perfect country and then in the end kind of showing how it's bad and then like what you said the last part is playing the victim card for herself like, which was so mm. difficult to read because she she was she, I mean she said stuff like yeah she's been surveilled surveilled and in different countries but never has she felt this angry I'm like fuck you lah like <laughs> it is against the law to stand around without a mask if yeah. you want to talk about the law then talk about the law but don't talk about how you feel uh your privacy is infringed when that law is being enforced uh upon you lah yep, so, yep, so yep. I mean yeah so so that was what my initial reaction was and like yeah I don't know I haven't seen that many people defending her but but. Terence, what was what were you? Uh, what what do you feel? I mean, from the start, I felt like yeah, it was just basically someone who wanted to complain about something, but didn't want to look like a whiner, lah. Uh, Cause I'll admit, uh, a few weeks ago, someone, uh, also a Caucasian, came up to me and then and then scolded me for placing my dogs on a public bench somewhere, lah. And then I I was very irritated <laughs> by that because I was like, hey, come on, fucking mind your own business. And I wasn't I wasn't irritating. I wasn't doing anything to anyone, you know. I was just. Walking my dogs, I wanted to leash them properly, so I put them on the bench first, lah. But, but he came and then talked to me. That, so I, I actually had a minor confrontation with him where I told him to sit down and talk to me nicely about it, which he did, lah. So, mm. Uh, mm. so uh, you know, the if if I had her power, like if I could write something about it and then put it on New York Times and to score the person, right? Maybe if I was very angry, I would do that also, lah. So I actually can sort of see. What 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 she saw as uh, the perfect revenge that she could take against this person was to write a New York Times <laughs> article about her, and then hope that maybe someone someone doxes out who this auntie is. So, like, you know? so you're saying uh, in somewhere there's some blog where someone wrote an article about this annoying dog owner who put his dogs yeah, on benches. I'm, I'm sure there is <laughs> there is some somewhere somehow doxed. some on Twitter or Facebook there's a post about this fat Chinese dude who like had two dogs and. <laughs> <laughs> and was like who putting them on the table the and nerve. everyone who needed to eat there couldn't eat and all that kind of thing. So, and so, so, who had so, the nerve to ask you to sit down and talk to him some more. Yeah, yeah. Shala, what yeah. a fucking asshole, but, man. Uh, I think that's actually a damn cool thing that you did, you know, Terence. I mean, because uh, anyone else in that position might not behave in that way, right? Because I think what you did yeah. was productive and it was like, okay, come, sit down, come, tell me what's your problem, what's the issue? Come, let's, yeah, let's yeah, discuss. Yeah. <laughs> let's yeah. discuss Has and he... settle yeah, yeah, so, <laughs> I mean, essentially, I just told him, yeah, la, like, uh, you know, like, just, why don't you just 
tell me what's the issue rather than threaten to take out your phone to take photos of me and stuff like that, lah. You know. Yeah. Whereas I think this lady, she, it, it seems like she when the when the auntie took a photo of her, she took out her phone and took a photo of the auntie back also, lah. So you mm. take me, I take you, <laughs> uh. That was but like that her immediate response. But yeah, but that's like a uh, I, I don't know, like that's the normal reflective uh, reflex action nowadays, right? Like if you come yeah, out yeah, something yeah. in social media, you better be like, okay, I also have my side of the story. It's literally yeah. my viewpoint is yeah, also yeah, yeah. being recorded. It's not just yours because tomorrow, if anything happens, at least okay, you have my version of what went down online. You know. Yeah. Have you have you done that before? Like like have you been wow, no, involved man. in something I, like that? Uh, I have not been involved in anyone recording me, but uh, mm. a few months ago, this was like end of last year, yeah. I witnessed an accident in front of me. Mm. That means mm. it was raining, and I was uh, driving down uh, Northbridge Road area, and some car from the third lane. Okay, if you are listening to this, try and visualize. Okay, from the third lane, the driver wanted to cut two lanes across and turn right. Okay. Mm. And okay. the driver cut across two lanes and hit a motorcyclist on the way. Ooh, shit. Yeah. In front of my car. Okay. Ah. Uh. And my dash cam uh, caught everything. Mm. Okay. Uh, the driver did stop. Okay, I, I I stopped in front. I went to check on the motorcyclist. The driver also stopped. She came out. She just came, saw motorcyclist. Are you okay? Are you okay? The guy was damn dazed. Then she ran off, sat in a car, huh? and drove away. Oh what shit! The fuck? Yeah. Really? Is it that like essentially a hit like, and run? Yeah. It, I mean, effectively, it was that lah. But you know, yeah. karma is such a bitch, right? Uh, when she knocked the motorcyclist. Yeah. Her number plate fell on the road. <laughs> <laughs> so literally, she left the biggest evidence at the scene of the crime. Oh, oh, oh shit. Yeah, plus of course so my what, video what and... But uh, your dash so, cam can see the number, right? Probably it's uh, high it res. Not extremely, it's not extremely clear, to be honest, because uh, okay. I wasn't immediately behind them. I was maybe quite a distance, maybe 20, 30 meters away. Got it, got it. Um, so it what wasn't that fuck? clear, but, but, but the moment we saw the thing there, all the photos came out. Passersby came as witness and all that. Um, I the guy made a police report. Uh, I went to make a police report as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we haven't got any update, lah. So I don't but, know. But yet. how was the motorcyclist? How was how was the motorcyclist? He touched wood. He was safe. Like I think he was too shocked to understand how badly he was hit because uh, uh. he just went. Oh, okay, okay, I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm okay. Uh, but uh, he went to a hospital after that. Uh, he was okay, lah. Gen- I mean, I don't think he suffered any major injuries, thankfully. Mm. So, but yeah. how how did we come to this? Uh? how did we come? We're to talking this? about the the oh, culture of taking recording out your people. camera, recording. Oh, people. recording people. So, 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 so your so your footage came to use, lah. I mean, yeah, probably in the. Okay, okay. Yeah, I did oh. not physically so, take out my phone for anything except for recording the the scene of the crime and the the number plate and all that, which I sent to yeah. the traffic police as well. So. Uh, yeah, I think sometimes if you use your, 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 your social media tools or whatever rationally and all that without mm. trying to go out to get revenge, I think yeah, that is fair, you know? So, uh, I mean, I know like... The moment that, you get that, vindictive that was, and stuff. Sorry, go on. That there was some call for citizens also to, you know... Uh, like, I mean, there, there are different groups that are encouraging the citizen, citizen vigil, vigilante, uh, like SG Covidiots and all. Of course, that's not authorised, but... But I mean, if you take away the recording piece and all right, I mean, when this came out, uh, I, I know some people I know, they say that, oh, it's just an opinion piece, you know. Mm. Is Singapore is still a, a very in-demand place for foreigners to come. But then why why do you think people are so riled up 
about this article. Like, is it just the whole same thing about how only we can complain about our own country? Foreigners cannot. Fuck. If you come to our country, you don't like it, you go back. Uh. Mm. Or you think there's something more to it? I mean, there oh, definitely wow. is the tribalism involved la, in, mm. in terms of you are a guest in our country, you're welcome here, then you write this shit about the country. And honestly, it's like you, you compare Singapore's situation versus how it is in uh, a lot of other countries la, where there's not enough tests, uh, there are a lot more people dying in the population mm. and all that. Uh, mm. It seems very extreme la, to be painting Singapore like that. Uh, but yeah, some of the some of the responses, some of the other articles that were or responses that people wrote in response to this lady were actually, in my opinion, even worse, like even more racist, more. Are you talking about more, the medium article? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it was not an article. That one, if you ask me, that one is like a, it's just <laughs> bitching about Americans. Like, it's not an article. Rishi, uh. did did you see that, Rishi? I don't think so, I, I caught that one. Oh, so, I might have so seen someone, it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was getting shared quite a lot. La. So, yeah. uh, and it's like a long read uh, by Ivan Hong. And his title is How the New York Times Put a Racist Spin on Singapore's COVID-19. Oh, yeah, Netflix. yeah. I saw that. Okay, yeah. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. So, right. and yeah, reading it also, I was like, wow, this guy is... Okay, there's a certain... There's, a, there's definitely angst. But even the comparisons he did, it just felt like... Yeah, it's just fucking like... You know, like... It's almost like a, a, a Tarzan going from one extreme, which pushes the other extreme even more polar opposite, which pushes the other extreme. And I read this also, I was like, yeah, fuck. This this also doesn't help the situation. Like, because just like how she's guilty of oversimplifying things, I think this guy did some comparisons which were also like... Uh, really? Can you're you, you're can talking you about the, the, the one where he gives these different graphs about number of deaths yeah. and number yeah, of cases. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, okay, okay. Yeah. Yes, I saw that. And he said uh, like, oh, she said gay sex is illegal, but she didn't say that lesbian sex is okay. That's one of the things really paid Singapore in a good light, man. <laughs> okay, here, here's a question, okay? I mean, this is a bit more yeah. generic, but do you guys yeah. feel like because this came out in a time where everybody's home and everyone's a little on edge and, you know, cabin fever is setting in, this kind of hit a nerve that is that wouldn't normally uh, get people to react this way if we were in regular times no, you know I, I think i think i think people will still react really i yeah. think because Let it's a it's a it's a caucasian person in singapore ah. uh, and it's almost like already as as if you're coming to singapore as a foreigner and you're not working in like a blue collar job or something chances are that okay you are you are at least middle to upper class uh, i think that mm-hmm. that might be a generalization but i think statistically statistically that would be the case. And to just come here and... If you want to shit on Singapore, I think people are totally justified shitting on Singapore. But if you want to shit on Singapore, at least do it mm. in a way that... Maybe don't try and shit on every aspect of Singapore. Focus on mm. one and go deep. Don't spread your shit everywhere. And this one, I just <laughs> felt like... It was really... She was wow. just trying to... Like, fuck, you want to write an article like that? And the weird thing is, the past few weeks, we've been shitting on straight times then CNA lifestyle, then we, I think at some point, we also say, you know, Singapore media needs to step up. Even if you're CNA <laughs> lifestyle, you're still, compared to CNA, you need to uphold to a st- certain standard. Then there's only fucking New York Times magazine come out. Then you look at this, you're like, what, wow, New York Times also got this kind of shit coming out. Of, of course, this is an op-ed, so I don't know how it fits in with the New York Times editors and all, because New York Times does produce a lot of good pieces. But yeah, I think to answer your question, regardless of when it came out, right, it would have irked some feathers lah. But but Rishi, I'm just Roughly. curious. Uh, you were talking yep. about the Robertson Key issue earlier, right? Mm-hmm. Where do you where do you stand on that? Uh? like 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 you know, like what you're saying, like a lot of people are cooped up at home for so long already. Maybe they just want to go out and have a beer. Uh, do you think what they did was very considered antisocial? <laughs> Dude, or? of course we all want to go out and have a drink. <laughs> I mean, 
you don't think i want to go and hang out in the middle of like robertson key and like you know chill out with my friends wives Sorry, I mean, no, uh, you just saw, you saw before we. That's what you're saying. You're saying how how you're loving spending every waking minute with your wife right now. Remember, that's what you said. Uh, and your, she, and your uh, dog yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Okay. This is also an yeah, op-ed saying, piece, <laughs> not fact. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you're saying you're saying. Yeah, so I'm saying like, yeah, I mean, dude, we all want to do that. We all want to go see our families. We all want to go have a draft beer by the river. Oh, yeah, man, come on. We all want to do that. But, you know, we didn't. And that, I think that says something about, you know, people who are following a little bit of, of, of the, the rules. And the moment you go and break that, you're putting, I think you're disrespecting the rest of the people who are, who are, uh, Uh, exercising restraint in this situation mm, mm, mm. supposedly for the better uh, for the greater good of everybody not just for yep. Singaporeans but I believe for the world I believe that if we can get to a point where we can get uh, we can flatten the curve in the various countries and we can get a vaccination and that's everybody's responsibility not just the healthcare professionals then we can slowly start going out and doing this lah, you know yeah okay mm. yes I can understand you know maybe Everybody is having their own issues at home. You know, you are stressed. You are going through depression even. You are having problems at work. Everything is going crazy. Sometimes all you need is a pint of lager to set things straight. Go to NTUC. There's a Carlsberg draft, you know, four bottles for $12.90. Do that and come <laughs> home. Watch some Michael so, Jordan documentary and open a draft beer, and you so know. So Terence, you were asking, you, you were asking that because that, uh, like, what the reason you asked, uh, you brought brought that Robertson Key thing was why? I mean, uh, I just wanted to hear because, I mean, uh, Rishi uh, obviously is someone who you know your your craft is in live entertainment lah. So you do one, I think I'm sure you do one. You do hope that one day, as early as possible, we can get everyone. Out there on the streets, and you know, having beers and enjoying and laughing, and and some some would argue that like like you know, you see sports now they're slowly opening up, right? Mm-hmm. Some might argue that there's no way to do it other than to test it, lah, right? And and um, so maybe I mean this Robinson key uh, it was a bit early, lah, but essentially at some point somebody's got to try and test something, lah. So this I wanted to hear whether you know someone who relies on. Uh, you know the crowds and live live entertainment and all that for a living has a different yep. feel from like people like me and Harish where we work a lot on in internet social media and and working from home mm. is a big part of what we do so lah yeah no i mean I, mm. i i mean i'll be the first person who will be happy to be able to get back on stage and entertain people you know i mean that mm. would be that's something i genuinely miss Uh, but I also feel like if there's a bit of a coordinated effort where okay yeah I mean uh, the the way we are opening up in phases and all that yeah perhaps there is some uh, uh, some justification to that you know and yeah. when the time comes that okay let's 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 do it let's do the bars and let's do the clubs so mm-hmm. now at least we are ready to handle if anything breaks out ah then go lah then let's go let's go let's I will have a drink with you as well and I'm not yeah. saying this specifically targeting the expats okay I think the the most important thing I feel in Singapore is that We are very quick to uh, segregate and make it like okay, expat versus local, Singaporean mm-hmm. versus migrant worker, or Singaporean versus uh, American general. I, I don't think, and I think the biggest problem is that it is never about simply your geography or your race or your culture or whatever. I think the genuine reality is that assholes exist in every culture. 
Amen. Yeah, that's true. In, in so, every country, in every uh, kind of racial makeup, age, gender, whatever, you have you have dicks and assholes and uh, CBs everywhere. Uh, so, so then, like, uh, I know in recent podcasts, uh, Terence, you know, you brought up how that in let's say when we were talking about the Straight Times article about the different uh, households uh, with home based learning mm, and mm, mm. some other articles, you said. You know, you feel that sometimes people are looking for uh, the us versus them thing when we should move past that and look at what is being discussed, right? Do you feel yeah. the same with this article? Do you think that people are making a mole, a mountain out of a molehill uh, and they're just being provoked further that she's a, she's a white uh, expat in Singapore? I mean, yeah, like I think your question to Rishi earlier was if she wasn't American, like would it yeah. be very different? Uh? And... and mm. uh, to me, it wouldn't have been because the content of it was just basically like like what Harish was saying. It just spends all his time shitting on almost every aspect of being in Singapore, lah, right? Like like even the as- the aspect of uh, giving out free masks and then making it a law for people to wear masks. She mm. she she literally had masks delivered to her condo. Leh. I don't know how uh-huh. she got it, lah. Cause all everyone else I know had to go to some community center to collect it. But they had masks delivered to their condo for them. Mm-hmm. And she was saying, yeah, then after that, they made it a law compulsory to wear it. So like, even something that is, well, probably other countries would see as, wow, that's so efficient that Singaporeans yep. all get masks. She yep. found some way to shit on it also. So it was just, yeah. in general, the, the, the spirit and of the article was just, let's just shit on everything uh, Singapore and, and, is doing now. And the way, the way she shat on stuff also, like using that example, right? She said, um, okay, uh, Literally, this is from an article. Uh, one afternoon, government representatives with cardboard boxes arrived in the pavilion overlooking the swimming pool. Um, and then we stood in long winding line to receive our free mask. But with a strange mix of gratitude and chagrin, thinking of the American nurses and doctors who sometimes lack the equipment to protect themselves, I accepted our reusable, reuse, reusable mask from Singapore's yeah, yeah, ultra-organized yeah, yeah. state bureaucracy. Then I'm like, okay, so... Yeah. I, yeah. So it feels so like it, if the government didn't give masks, she'll be like, you know, Singapore is such a small population. Why can't you give it? You give, then you fucking. It almost okay. feels like those yeah. those people say, you know, why are you eating your food when kids in Africa are starving? Mm. It, yeah. it just makes yeah. these connections that no link, oh, like no link. There's yeah, there's no, no link. link. <laughs> there's okay, no here, link. Okay, here's here's what's okay. So <laughs> I I feel like I. As a comedian, right? So sometimes we are when we are in comedy clubs. One of the most important things I feel is to defend the right to an opinion. Mm, mm, okay, mm. and I will defend this right of this lady also to her opinion, which is mm. fair. I feel like you know. I mean, I'm not. I'm not taking your word as fact. Yeah, you have opinions yeah. where you are uh, uh, saying that you know you feel this and everything. Okay, no problem. You can feel what you want. You can share what you want as long as it's clear that these are opinions. But then again, people have the right to react. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. uh, the reaction pieces were not factual pieces either. The reaction pieces yeah, were yeah, also correct. opinion pieces. Yeah, yeah. So, so you're, you're sort of saying you disapprove of what she says, but you will defend to the death her right to say it, lah. Uh, yeah, because I feel like it's a perspective, and again, okay. I feel was actually I I was not triggered by the article, like I said from the mm. start. You know, for me, it wasn't yeah. like I was reading. I'm like, ah, yeah, why you say like that? No, okay. Oh, you feel this? Ah, okay, no problem. And oh, you yeah. feel ah, okay, okay, yeah, it's a ipo, uh, opinion, no problem. I understand. Yeah. Oh, you feel this also? Ah, mm, okay, still okay. The only thing <laughs> that comes at the end kind of makes the argument crumble, I feel. 
That, that, yeah. That's again, you know, it, because then it becomes like a very transparent, like, oh, that's why you feel it. It's almost like she was, she was, she was getting momentum, getting momentum, then she shot herself in the foot. La. Yeah, I was like, okay, uh, no, no problem. This is good because I always feel yeah. like perspectives that encourage debate also encourage growth. Mm whether mm, it is in terms mm. of, you know, the citizens or whether it's in terms of moving the country forward. Because otherwise, you, I mean, you can't be around people who like just blow smoke up your ass the whole time and go like, hey, perfect, uh, very good, uh, you're very good, I uh, love it, uh, hey, best, yeah. best, best, everything great. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, you have someone who feels otherwise, they have to say it, no problem, yeah, that's yeah. okay. So, but so the interesting thing is... You, sorry, go on. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. No, hey, guys, I... Uh, mm, you gotta I, go. No, 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 I don't have to go, but my memory card is running out of... <laughs> Of space it's fine, it's fine. because it's quite full. Uh, so should I pause the recording, delete some shit, and then restart? <laughs> no, 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 dude, that will disrupt the fucking flow, dude. No, okay. no, we we we'll just get the audio, lah. We'll get the audio. Yeah, we just get the audio, and then if I'm we so need sure. audio, we'll, we'll find it from the front part. Don't worry. Yeah, don't we'll just okay. we'll just use the clips from the first part, so there'll be a bit of audio unsync. Or I'm gonna so, try and continue the audio recording and replace the memory card. Okay. Yeah, 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 You can do that also. You can do that. No, so the the interesting thing is is on her Twitter feed where she shared the article. Yeah. There right. are a bunch of I think three hundred plus comments, and she hasn't responded to any. So yeah. So I guess I guess the thing is okay. Yeah, I I Rishi, I get your what you're saying about the opinion thing, but um okay. Let's say you know you have traveled and performed in quite a few different countries, lah, right? Right. So when you feel when you meet these people, I'm sure you get some wind of how much they know of Singapore or whether all they know of Singapore is based on like pop culture references and the stereotypes that we are often associated with, lah. So mm-hmm. how do you think this sort of articles help to propagate stuff that is not the best, or you think that you have faith in humanity and people in other countries being able to uh, ascertain Decipher. between what is an opinion yeah, versus what is fact. Because cannot, uh, like, you cannot, there's a lot to ask of human beings around the world. You know yeah, I mean? so, so, so then when you, when you travel, what's your interaction with people who maybe have only picked up on Singapore from mass media, like, be it crazy fucking rich Asians or uh, like articles Disneyland like this? Disneyland with death penalty, that kind of thing. Yeah, uh, yeah that, that, that exists, that that stereotypical uh, notion of the country exists, but can mm. you argue that we don't have certain preconceived notions of certain countries? Mm. That is a good Despite point. Despite the fact That's that you, you guys, okay, Ministry of Funny, for example, you guys, uh, and I've been following your work for the entire time that you've been doing it, you are not Aww. some chapalan, uh, let's just put some rubbish out there. You guys go mm. pretty in-depth into the work that you do. You take pride in doing a bit of research as well. Uh, and even you cannot completely say that you are 100% know exactly what's going on in North Korea, for example. All we know is mm. what we read in the fucking media, right? Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. And if you've never been to Germany, for example, you, you, you have a certain uh, uh, understanding or a, a certain uh, notion of what the German people are like based on what yeah. you've mm-hmm. read. Yeah. So I'm saying that there exists a lot of literature, a lot of media all around the world and we cannot expect the normal human being to verify all the sources. But what we can do is to maybe just share a bit of education as we move along, verifying mm. sources and everything. See, for me, I know what this source is. Or at least if you read the whole article, you know that the source is this American journalist who obviously had a negative encounter and therefore uh, these are her experiences and she's sharing about that. Mm-hmm. But you wouldn't feel the same way about, let's say, a, a Channel News Asia news article. Not CNA mm. lifestyle, huh? CNA news article, that's a bit more of a trusted source because that's fact, reportage, 
right? Mm. Mm. New York Times, if it's not an opinion article, that's still fact, right? It's still reportage. So I think mm. it takes time to build up source. It still takes time to build up trust and credibility in the sources. And I think that is the number one education that people in the world don't have that, A, you know, what is the source that this information is coming from? And the moment we start going back to the source, you can decide how seriously you want to take it. Mm-hmm. Mm. Did we so, just do like so, a journalism 101 lesson? So is, is, uh, just, just one, one question. Is reportage an actual word or are you just trying to sound like you're, that you did your degree in mass comm and all that? that, that it's, reportage it's, is a word, what? Isn't it, it is, a word? Is it? It is, yeah. yeah you, it's it defined sure in a dictionary. Okay, la, I mean, I, I know it's a word because it was a yeah. rejected title of the Rishi Report. Because <laughs> <it> was, <laughs> we were toying with Rishi Reportage. I'm like, nobody's going to know Reportage is a word. <laughs> And thanks for but, proving me right, Harish. But, but so a question, a question. So, uh, yes. like if you were in that situation where you are just walking home, you know, after going to market, you have your mask on like every good Singaporean and then uh. you see a an expatriate person just standing around, not having a mask and uh. like they're obviously out, la, they, they went out and they came back or something like that. What yeah. would you do in that situation, uh? Wow. But what would be a better mm. since we say you, you don't be like the auntie or that then what would you do that to to educate her so to speak? Wow, okay, so yeah. so I've actually been in that situation before and to be honest, I walked past and I was thinking, why aren't they wearing a mask? But I didn't approach them or anything. But I also didn't mm. take a photo or shout at them. Yeah. Mm. Oh wow yeah. man, that's uh that's a tough one, bro. I mean I haven't been in that situation, so I can't exactly say. Mm. Uh, would I go up and exercise my civic duty? Is what is that what you're asking me? Yeah, yeah. If I am but not it, walking my dog or not doing groceries or not, uh, then what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> not getting uh, just not, waiting not, in not, the corner for yeah, just like hanging out. <laughs> if, if my point is, if I was a safety <laughs> ambassador and I'm that's my job, then I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> No, but just now you said civic duty. Is it our civic duty to make sure everyone wears masks? I don't think so. I don't know. I mean, I, that, that's where I, I, I'm not sure where I stand on that. Yeah. I, but I don't think so. I don't think I would like go out of my way. If I've, if I've left my house for a specific mm. job, which is what we all sh- technically should be doing now, unless you have not, you, you shouldn't be hanging around in the corner. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, just yeah. like... <laughs> <laughs> waiting for people to come without masks. Waiting for all the uh, Caucasians not wearing a mask so that I can yeah. tell them off on video. Uh, no, yeah. pre- presumably you're going out for some task and yeah. you should be like heading home as soon as possible. Then you do that lah, I feel. Right, okay. <laughs> I, I, I was at a supermarket very early on, okay, before, uh, before this uh, thing became, I think it was maybe early part of Circuit Breaker and uh, mm. someone walked in without a mask. Oh. Okay. Mm. And it was just roaming around the supermarket and uh, this was before it was like a huge deal, you know. It was like, oh, okay, must wear masks. Huh? Oh, just came out. Okay, must wear mm. masks. What the supermarket was doing was they were selling masks, okay? Uh, uh-huh. For those people who forgot or those people who didn't bring. So, uh, someone just went up to the supermarket. Uh, one of the staff, excuse me, uh, that guy is not wearing a mask. Huh? Okay. Then mm. the lady saw, okay, can. So, they went up to the guy. She's like, sir, uh, you need to wear a mask here. He's like, oh, I forgot. It's like, mm. no problem. We are selling. So she gave him, uh, sold him a mask and everything happened in a civilized manner, I guess. Mm. But that's, that's because so there was know. someone I mean, who your, had the... Yeah. Th- that's because there was someone there in the position of authority, la, per se. So I guess what you're saying is that if there was a safety ambassador just happening to be hanging out at another corner opposite you or something, 
while you were waiting for the Caucasians to come unmasked, you would have gone to... <laughs> yeah, you just go <laughs> complain like a true Singaporean snitcher. <laughs> no la, I mean, I don't know, man. I feel like, uh, yeah, I, I, yeah. This one, I'm not sure. This is, I'm something I'm not entirely clear about in terms of, uh, what, what I would do. Maybe when I'm put in that situation, I'll be able to give a better answer. Thanks, I, I mean, what I've been doing is just very intently staring at people as they walk past <laughs> without masks. Huh? I really open my eyes much bigger. Then because half your face is covered. They can't tell uh. if you are really like angry at them or what. So I just make sure I just stare at them very hard. Uh. So, but you know, for me, Chinese person with very small eyes is, I think it's quite hard to tell. So just, yeah, maybe, maybe like Harish, next time you can try and then see what's the results. Uh. Like really but give in, them no, the eye. In, <laughs> so, in reality, so has, I have not uh. seen many people live walking around without masks in my neighborhood at least. No, I have oh, seen really? I have seen people maybe in the in the transitionary transitionary period from walking to jogging or jogging to walking la. But yeah. sometimes when they when I see them walking for a bit too long, I'm like, are you gonna fucking jog? You better fucking start jogging. <laughs> yeah. But then of course I don't do anything la. Yeah, so I, that's, that's I have to scan for la. pit. I scan for pit stains first la, to make sure that they were they had just maybe like just finished jogging. Then they have big big pit stains. Then I know, okay, okay. Then I don't go and pressure them so much. Uh. But if I see that they're like dry <laughs> and clean and all, then I really like stare at them as, as they walk past. Uh. I think in the pretending, in the, re, in the rebuttal to the New York Times article, the guy even said uh, something about, uh, I think because Megan said, you know, like how Megan is the writer of the New York Times article and she said, how could I prove that I was running? And this guy said, maybe you, if you have an if you had an Apple Watch or a Fitbit, that can be proved. Right? <laughs> so I just thought like, fuck, <laughs> la, is that, that's the crux of your argument. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the, la, the, like. the article was damn strange. <laughs> I felt like it was written by a very, very smart uh, teenager. Huh? But, but a lot of people are fucking jizzing over it, man. Yeah. yeah. Which one? So what I guess... As in, uh, like supporting it like, and like saying, you know, like the same thing, he's savage, bro. He's saying it like it is. Oh, yeah, big up, man, this. and all this stuff. Yeah. yeah. Whereas, whereas, like, I guess uh, less heated discussions like this probably like uh, won't get as much traction yeah, unless yeah. the people listening can prove us wrong. Too, too sensible, <laughs> is it, our discussion? <laughs> yeah. In fact, I mean, but, but, but the truth be told, whenever we have conversations, there's rarely where we come to a unanimous decision about wh- which we feel is one way to go or the other. And that's what... Yeah. I think people like about this podcast because we we just talk through things as we are wrapping our heads around it, la. Yeah, mm-hmm. and 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 in, in fact, like the, I think like yeah, we we have another topic also that is very yeah. contentious, that uh, yeah. also so involves Singaporeans being mm-hmm. nationalistic, yes. patriotism, yeah, Singaporean patriotism. Yeah. So yeah. so just to to so at the end of the that discussion, yeah, we, like, all we're saying is that. There's no right or wrong. And of course, as always, if you guys listening have any thoughts, you can head on over to our Yalabad subreddit where we will always reply to every comment there. And we also like that different members reply to different other com- uh, members' comments so so we can carry on the discussion there. But, but yes, Terence, what, what was the next topic that you were talking about? It's about the one thing that every Singaporean looks forward to every year around August. The one thing that will bring joy into your lives. Hari Raya public holiday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, Hari Raya changes every year. Right? Yeah. But August, and it's got, not right? August. Confirm always got what? No. Oh, August. is it? Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hari Raya oh, Haji that's the Hari Raya, Hari Raya Haji. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. true. Well done, well done. Uh, good but, try, but no, it's not correct. <laughs> <laughs> the correct <laughs> answer Sorry. is NDP Fun Packs. Like, okay, oh, like, I, yeah, I, of course. So, I mean, okay, so, so now the thing is, I think they announced a few days ago that NDP fun packs like 1.2 million fun packs will be given yeah. or something. 
because uh, we probably do, won't have yeah. a in-person NDP this year lah, like like every yeah. other year, right? Yeah, it will be live stream lah, right? Yeah, mm. so they're gonna to deliver one hall. what one point two million fun packs to Singaporean households all over the the island, right? Mm. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, the committee assured that every Singaporean who wants to collect a fun pack for the household will fucking get a fun pack. <laughs> like that's that's okay, besides the word fucking, that's literally what an article said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean at least they are committed to a fun. Yeah. yeah. That's a fun pack. Fun pack. So they I mean they showed a picture of uh historical fun pack, I guess. So I don't think the contents are gonna be very different. It's not gonna be like pasta and pasta sauce and like stuff to, uh, like uh commodities to keep you full and nourished in case food runs out or toilet paper. Uh-huh. But the controversy is that there have been a lot of people who have come out saying that is a fun pack, like a physical fun pack, really necessary? Why not mm. use the funds to to help businesses, help Singaporeans? And right as of mm. now, there are 65,385 people who have signed a petition opting out from receiving the NDP fund back. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I think to clarify for people who don't know, like in Singapore, we celebrate uh, our Independence Day, so-called a National Day Parade every year in August. And uh, when you attend this parade, which usually around fifty to 60,000 people attend on August 9th, you will receive a backpack uh, that is usually filled with um, goodies. like Fun. Like li- it's yeah, li- fun, bro. Fun, good, fun, fun. fun. Snacks, uh, <laughs> food. All sponsored by probably Singaporean enterprises. Sometimes fun. a bottle of water. And some discount vouchers for certain certain groceries that you can buy and maybe some bread or something like that. So, and then obviously the stuff that you need during a parade like a flag or lights or, or little like tattoos you can put on your kids' faces and stuff. So it's a, <laughs> I think for kids, yeah, it's a big uh, thing. But uh, for adults, that it's probably one of those things that you, you collect as a free gift after that you just leave around lying around in your house for like days. La. So, so hmm. uh, yeah, there's, there's the, what an NDP fun pack is. And uh, yeah, there, there's now that there's no NDP, it seems like they're going to produce even more fun packs and give out, give them all out all across the island. One point two million. So last time the fun packs were only given to the attendees of the NDP uh, yeah. parade, is it? Parade and rehearsals and all that. I'm sure they Which still would came be up to like a few hundred thousand, uh, but definitely not one point two million. Uh. But this is literally like every fucking household, uh, right? Yeah, one point yeah, yeah. two, one point three. So, yeah. so I guess the most prominent voice against it was Yashre, but a lot of people have also been talking against it but what do what do you all feel about this uh, when you all saw it yeah Rishi what do you think uh, well I've never received the fun pack in my life <laughs> so you ne- uh, have you gone for NDP have you gone I for have NDP I have not watched NDP live in my life also unfortunately you've never hosted any hosted NDP thing before no I haven't I mean I've hosted not the main one I've hosted is that, is that your dream that. is that your dream to be on the parade where you can be the representative for all the, the brown community. brothers yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it would be nice. I, I, but yeah, I wouldn't say no to a job like that. I think it would be fun to do. Yeah. It would be interesting to do. But mm. uh, yeah, I haven't, uh, I haven't been to one as an attendee. I don't know if that's a prerequisite. Uh, whoever is uh, listening in to <laughs> yeah, audition, right. like ah, uh, yeah, we were gonna get him for twenty twenty, yeah. but then coronavirus plus he's never watched the bloody break before. Uh, yeah, this guy useless Singaporean. I mean, I don't know. I just don't. I don't equate patriotism to you know standing in a parade and singing nationalist songs and all that. You know what I mean? It's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not something that I relate to with patriotism. I feel like if you can do yeah. something for your nation in a better way, you know, you do mm. that. Like you know, you maybe you are the kind who can contribute to your country by standing in a corner and catching people who don't wear masks. You know, like that is a mm. real contribution <laughs> to the nation. Yeah, yeah. 
so no, would you so that means you're saying so if you had a choice like, let's say you are the sole decider of whether 1.2 million fun packs are going to be given out would you say yes or no or what would you do uh? I think keep it optional lah. If you want, get it lah. Because I think what we are ignoring is, yeah, okay, see, this is very good that Singaporeans are becoming very civic-minded and conscious about the environment and everything, which is suddenly mm. damn surprising because Singaporeans are not known for being this way. Okay, I, yeah. don't, mm. I don't think, at least. Like, ever since, okay, so there was this whole debate about plastic straws and uh, plastic bags and grocery shopping over the past year or so. Like, you know, remember mm. there was a point where uh, sometimes I would forget to bring my reusable bag, Right? And then people mm. will stare at you when you take the plastic bag. Like, wow, you ah uh, boy, never bring your own reusable bag. Huh? You know, like people started like staring you down when you take plastic bag. So much so that the cold storage in my neighborhood stopped uh, giving out plastic bags with their logos on it. <laughs> they started giving out plain <laughs> white plastic bags because they don't want to be associated with being the one that is giving out free plastic bags. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. But now that, you know, coronavirus cases are going up, COVID-19 is going nuts, the world is dying and everything. Now, everybody is just shopping with plastic bags. Nobody cares yeah. anymore, right? Because they yeah. have bigger problems. <laughs> now, everybody yeah. will bring families. I saw, like, you know, families will come out to the supermarket, they'll put their baby in one plastic bag also and walk out. You know what I mean? So it's like, <laughs> nobody gives a damn anymore about that argument. So suddenly yeah. when uh. the NDP fun pack comes out and suddenly Singaporeans are like, hey, well, uh, don't I, oh, come on, no <laughs> waste plastic. Uh. You'll be more, hey, give it to the other families. And then, okay, so this is, again, I'm, I'm uh, yeah. an advocate of perspectives. So, and I appreciate that perspectives. But then mm-hmm. there was another perspective that came out about how these products are all sponsored by businesses. Yeah, mm. yeah. Most of it, like, at least, right? There was some article right. that came out. I mean, I, I haven't verified it, but what I read was a lot of these things are sponsored by businesses. Businesses, some of whom are down in the dumps. Businesses who are losing money. Businesses who are trying to survive. Maybe they've mm. got excess stock they need to get rid of. Maybe this is a way for them to brand, to remind the nation that they are still around. Maybe mm. this is just stuff that is fulfilling their corporate social responsibility for their companies. Yeah. Mm. So I feel like if you look at it from that perspective, you know, like this morning I just read Hertz is going bankrupt. Mm, yeah, correct, correct. You know what I mean? The like, car so, rental, right? Car rental, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The car rental company is going bankrupt. So I'm saying that if there are businesses that are, I don't know can save themselves from bankruptcy by giving out certain sweets in the fun pack, okay, ah, let them do it, lah. Then if you don't want to do it, you opt out of it. You know, you don't you don't take a fun pack, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. You don't want a fun pack, <laughs> you don't take ah. And if they you, you won't have fun, you just have a pack. Who are arguing against it? Okay, no problem. Don't take it. And I think everybody should be able to exercise your right. But there's some families who are I don't know. I mean, look, like how we said earlier, you know, some families are having such a tough time that the only way to take the edge off is to go to Robertson Key and drink beer. Maybe <laughs> for some families, the fun pack is the one thing they look forward to every year. Maybe some kids have like you know emotional attachments to them. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah, so I'm saying keep it optional is what I'm saying. Yeah, it doesn't so have parents, to be for the whole country. Uh, yeah, it yeah. can be for whoever. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I think also I saw some postings by uh, the musician Jeremy Montero saying as much as uh, people, you want to opt out of it or you say that it should be cancelled, right? Uh, the fun pack is a very is a very big thing for certain less privileged families and people uh, where... Uh, even watching NDP, for example, something that a lot of uh, people say, oh, you know, who the fuck watches NDP and all that. There are some people who, for whom the NDP is like the one big family thing. La. So 
have, having fun packs for them should be okay yeah. la. like you know it, we shouldn't make fun of them and because mm. if someone uh, is shy to say that they want a fun I mean obviously no one's going to go out there and have a petition say please give me my fun pack because it will make them look very kind of childish and all la. but it might bring a smile to the kids faces and also um, I think essentially what they're saying is don't don't be so quick to say that hey, it should be cancelled uh, mm. should, you should just I mean, if it's already been planned, it's already been catered for. The I mean, manpower has been planned for. This was planned probably a year in advance. Just let it be, like you know, so that let someone else enjoy it if you don't want it, donate it or what. Uh, because opting out, as much as opting out sounds like the best solution, and I think it is the best solution. Uh, uh to me, logistically, it might actually be tougher than than having like, than them just saying, oh, you know, give out to everyone or or don't give out at all, lah. Uh, mm. because as yeah, just looking at how like the distribution of masks happened also is that you just got to have a, a lot of you have to open up a center whether fifty percent of the population are taking or hundred percent of the population are taking it. So opting mm. out would would mean that there probably is more wastage also because they don't they don't actually give out everything and and also mm. yeah also make me think yeah hey, am I speaking from my privileged position uh, when I say oh you know fuck the fun pack nobody wants it and all that. Whereas mm. for some people maybe it's a it's a bigger deal. Uh. What do you think of it, Harish? So that's where, I mean, for me, um, I think it was a fucking wasted opportunity by the chairman of the NDP committee and even uh, the the person, uh, Ng Enhan, who made the announcement. Because, yeah. I, I, I mean, I kind of agree also that I don't think it's it's that black and white uh, that by taking away the fun packs, I mean, the fun packs are immediately a waste of money because like what Rishi said, it might be a good way for businesses to be incentivized to carry on. La. And even, mm. okay, take for example, we are all in the media, right? I must give kudos to IMDA for uh, for dispersing like $8 million worth of funds to push production houses to pitch for projects and at least giving us something to pitch for because it keeps us in the business. If that mm. wasn't there, a lot of companies would be fucked. So in this way, it feels like it might be a lifeline for businesses. It might be something that families do cherish. It it might not have to be as physical, as many physical items, but I just felt if the government was smarter about the comms, right, they could have been very transparent and kind of foreseen that people would fucking think it's a waste of money. Like, maybe have an idea of what the fun pack is going to entail. There's no info on that. What is the yeah. fun pack going to entail? Maybe have info on what businesses are going to be contributing to the fun pack and how it is actually giving away, in some way, helping businesses and helping people. All mm. fucking Ng Enhan said was, um, literally, fun packs will be distributed to all Singaporean households so that every family can join in the celebration in the comfort of their home and together as a community mm. while still observing safe distances. So to me, that is a fucking wasted opportunity because it feels like the same thing, you know, clap to show support. It's such an empty mm. gesture and mm. it's such a big assumption to just imagine that just because they're called fun packs when they reach their families, all of them will have fun. Fuck mm. no, man. Right now, <laughs> like, what Rishi, like what Rishi said, for the first time you're seeing like Singaporeans come together and actually be more civic-minded. Why not leverage that and fucking give the people what they want and what everybody wants, which is help. And this can be a great way to help businesses, but there's no fucking info on that. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So it's, uh, yeah, it's just such a wasted fucking opportunity, man. Yeah. I mean, because one, one uh, thing, thing that came to my mind yeah. was like uh, in terms of opting out was that maybe you, you do get people to go to a CC to go and collect it but at the same point where they collect it there's also a, a bin or something where you can say oh I want to donate my this fun pack to say a migrant worker who's stuck in like quarantine or something like that lah. and then you pass it to them yeah. and then they can celebrate together lah, you know mm. yeah exactly I think or maybe uh, I mean that's a, that's a good point because I feel like that, that, that paying it forward 
sounds like a positive thing to do, but it mm. does seem like the 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 folks and I, and I have friends who are actually very uh, passionate about this. You know, they're like, look, it's not about I don't want fun pack. Give the fun pack to someone else. It mm. is more about there are people who are literally not being able to make ends meet. Mm. You know, they need yeah. rent. They need expenses yeah. to buy rice, or they need yeah. the basic necessities, electricity bill, and all that. There and there are people who maybe we don't completely see and know about who are facing these challenges during these times. You know, families mm-hmm. like a you know, family of five who husband and wife just lost their jobs. You know, I know of like actor friends or like DJ friends, MCs or what. You know, who are like, hey, this was bread and butter for the whole family, and now mm-hmm. nothing. Yeah. A fun pack or even an extra fun pack is not gonna do anything to them. So mm. I don't know if there is a way. Okay, I mean, I think in a perfect world there would be a way to go like, hey, okay, so okay, government, I understand you guys have come up with this thing. Great, all good and well. Those who want the fun pack, take it. Those who don't want the fun pack, can we give them cash instead? Ah, oh, mm. wow. Now that would be that pa- that fun packet of cash. A lot of fun. <laughs> then you then think you go back to a- everyone. <laughs> Do you think there'll be a petition on change.org saying that ah, not for me? No, you see the petition number go down in reverse. I don't want the NDP fund packet. People will unsign the fucking petition now. You see 65,000, 63,000, 59,000, 50,000. Scully, that's the surprise. Uh, that people don't know that actually there is money in the fund pack. Uh. Yeah, no, exactly. And then they send exactly. it out there, and then everyone's like, oh my god. And then our government's <laughs> like, yeah, gotcha. And then those who sign, no, you don't get fun pack. No, exactly. Uh, Maybe that's what uh, our sugar daddy, uh, 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 what? Hung, Hing Sui Kat was going to yeah. announce on Tuesday. Like, you know what? Traditionally, it's a fun pack. Now it's going to be a fund pack with funds. I'm going to make it rain, baby. I'm going to make it rain. Then people the, are like, oh, fuck. He added a <laughs> D. He added a D to the fun yeah. pack. Hinks <laughs> Weekend gives us the D and makes it fun to fund pack. <laughs> Fucking that was a tagline that'll sell itself, man. Dude, that would be freaking insane. That would be crazy, right? Like, okay. Yeah, yeah can you let's imagine? Just, let's just give you this this yeah, year. No, in Parliament, in Parliament, he announces, you know, it's not going to be fun anymore. It's going to be fun. <laughs> then, like, fucking confetti falls in Parliament. <laughs> then he's just making it rain. Oh, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. that's oh, what it just feels be... like. It just feels like even like Xiaxue, she just put a poll on Instagram, you know, which is where the best polls and research is done. Do you want fun pack? Yes or no? (laughs) Then like, fuck, if you reduce it to that, right, it removes all nuance and all the different things that could come out of it. Like it's, I mean, in some way people are looking for something. Yeah, cutting edge research. Oh, where do you do your dissertation? Oh, I just based it on IG story polls. Oh, fuck, man. That must be accurate as fuck. So it just feels like it's just, it, it would have been nice given that they have a task force for almost everything, including the virus vanguard and stuff. Just have mm-hmm. a task force for determining what the fun pack is in. Uh, what, what's in yeah. the fun pack? I what mean, do you all feel designers? about task forces? Uh? Sorry, sorry. Oh, uh, after one. you finish your thought, <laughs> let's talk about task forces for like one minute <laughs> just, just because yes. I'm curious. Okay, sorry. Finish your thoughts. I apologize. So, I mean, my thought, my thought was that if there's a, like if you're just basing it on what previous fun packs used to be, then it feels like, okay, we really don't need that now. One of the yeah. best best pieces of content that I saw come out from this COVID thing, I think someone did a, it was a, a straight times journalist or something just took pictures 
uh, throughout the journey from where there was no COVID to the height of the COVID pandemic and it was very, very touching. La. So mm. that sort of stuff and you hear all the stories, if you compile it into some sort of, I don't know, coffee table book or something and that becomes the fun pack, that feels like there's a lot that can be done in the context of something that is given to every household la, because ultimately mm. it's a shared thing, right? It's a shared yeah. experience. What that experience entails, there's a lot of room but if it's just everyone's assuming that the fun pack this year is going to be like the fun pack next year, we might be a little... Uh, a little too quick to jump to conclusions. La. So that's where I felt but the government, if they gave more details mm. of what to expect, it would kind of help manage expectations. La. Okay, mm. so, uh, so but hasn't someone already released the contents of this year's fun pack? Is it? I tried looking for... I they just... Uh, Mothership I, had a picture. I, Mothership had a picture. But... Yeah, yeah I think there's... Okay, Is I don't know what, but okay, so when we did the... So I... Okay, I mean, yeah. We, so, I do okay, this so quiz see, on my Facebook Live, right? So we asked yeah. the question, what brand of uh, potato chips <laughs> will be in this year's fun pack but that oh and you had answer yeah apparently it's NTUC potato chips <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah correct there is a list uh, there is a list uh, where of, where where of, uh, the only yeah, thing I, I saw I, I, on the picture I saw on the Mothership article was taken from Zero Waste Singapore in their, their picture of the face the 2019 oh, fun pack I think you go there to CNA there's there. a YouTube yeah. video Shit. there's a YouTube video where they scan through every single item uh, straws made of bamboo. Okay, then that might, yeah, that yeah, might render my, my whole rant yeah. just now. There's a video <laughs> really? they even show you how to use the show you how to use the straws as uh, like drumsticks like that uh, to make noise. Ah, uh, for so for twenty is... for no for twenty twenty. Yeah, correct, correct. For, oh wait, this twenty nineteen. Sorry, sorry, I'm looking. You see, uh, no, that's the thing. It's twenty nineteen. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So that's the thing. There's nothing, and and this is where I feel mothership also as a fucking ju- like some sort of fact information disseminator, right? If you want to mm. talk about article about whether fun pack has its place, don't use the picture of the 2019 fun pack because yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. informs people. And apparently, it informed both of you and made me so nervous about my run. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, really. Oh, I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, like, I'm just wondering whether or not. Uh there is Even the new when one you get your NTUC, when you get your NTUC potato chips in this just one pack <laughs> oh this you got the the answer for the quiz wrong is it oh is it I don't know yeah uh, <laughs> that means I have to uh, this is what I have to go 90.5 my team my team uh, oh no no, no. okay <laughs> fuck there's an article on hardware zone my god I'm using hardware zone as a resource um, uh, there hey but correct or not fuck <laughs> Wait, wait, do you see the same thing I see? Do you see like the flag and then the visor and then like the NTUC potato chips? No, all I see is some response on the hardware zone. The potato chips are from your social enterprise, NTUC FairPrice, and a picture of NTUC potato chips. That's (laughs) (laughs) So, okay, okay, the fact fact that we cannot easily find the contents is the problem itself, Mm. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe it's not out yet. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, yeah, or maybe yeah. it is, but it's not readily available. But you're right, lah. I mean, if people knew exactly what was in it, and people could go like, ah, uh, yeah, maybe this, then then they can make up their minds a bit better, lah. Like, hey, you know, mm. maybe this is not something I need. What? Okay, let's talk about this. What do you think, right? If there were a genuine fun pack that would be given out to all households. What do you think people cannot say no to apart from cash? Like people will be like, okay, you know what? The year we've all had, yeah. the things you are giving us in the fun pack, I, you know what, this is cool. This is something that me and my family can get behind. What do you think are an example of these things? Sanitizer, face masks. Maybe, uh, anything, okay. That's yeah, anything that will help with, with coping with COVID, right? 
Yeah, so mm, maybe mm. I mean I'm sure that there's some people in the task force <laughs> who mm. are thinking like like that, right? Like, I I, <laughs> yeah, I agree yeah. with you. If I got like a, a bottle of sanitizer or some face mask, or even better, grocery vouchers. Mm, I mm, mean, do look, see, that yep. is undeniably useful stuff yeah. for anybody. Yeah, or like or like yeah, hawker vouchers. You know, it's only redeemable at hawker centers. Food so centers. in some yeah, way, yeah, you yeah. help hawkers as well, right? Yeah, that will help hawkers. Yep. 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 Yeah. So. I mean, again, this argument is only valid if the fun pack has not been released, lah. You know, if it has been released, <laughs> and it's fun with pack. only potato chips and cookies <laughs> and all, ah. Then, dude, how fucking uh, confidential is the list of fun pack items that only you got <laughs> access to it through your resources? <laughs> the general public cannot get because it's fucking top secret info. Yeah, like, guys, yeah, guys, yeah. this is Operation Fun Pack 2020. You know, do not. This is the F Pack 2020. You know, this yeah. list is super confidential. <laughs> Is there is there enough like reason to believe then that maybe the fun pack contents are, are not decided yet because this is I no, don't know we're yeah that's what that's what May I feel and August is when yeah. we're gonna start giving out right or July yeah. maybe and, and, yeah and that's what I feel and like that's where if you Google it the only images you get are of last year's fun packs which immediately sways people you know because everyone thinks it's gonna be a mm. physical product but for all we know maybe the government has something else in mind maybe yeah. the virus vanguard is gonna make its return in like fucking virus vanguard 2.0 mm. or something yeah so yeah. so just feels like they could have done so much better with it. Comms lah. I mean, we yeah. laugh so about it, but task force. there's there's all that. Possi- yeah, there is yeah. a possibility something to do with Tuesday's budget announcement might might be yeah, distributed through the fund packs. Hengsu Kiat, Kiat is going to make it rain, man. He's going to yeah. make it fucking rain. Come on, yeah, Hengsu yeah. Kiat, don't disappoint uh, us. I mean, I think there's a like you said, there's a real opportunity here because I mean, I I feel like this is a general problem of the way the nation is run. Mm. I think the nation is actually run fairly well. Unfortunately, the PR and the comms that comes across to the people is not always the best. Yeah. I feel like Hence yeah. the, the need, the level, the the level yeah. of discrepancy between the standard of governance and the standard of public relations of the government yeah. is oh my gosh, damn chala. As opposed to like you know the US where their marketing is damn good but their governance a bit questionable. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like they can you know, you're you're writing like you're well writing like the medium you know. article like that, lah. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's no, compare that's where, all this no yeah. link things. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's where the need for for the task force, lah, which is which is something you seem to be very passionate about, Rishi. Yeah, yeah. You you asking about task force earlier? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, how how useful do you think the task force task I mean, forces I think, are? I think task forces are in general fun like. Like objectively, they are okay because if you think about it in life, also right. Mm-hmm. Like even in a relationship between two people, there's a problem. There might just be a task force of one lah, but there's a certain entity that's put in charge of a problem. So I have no issues with task force. I think it's just got a lot of stigma behind it because it's sometimes difficult to see the outcome or the output of a task force lah. Mm. Like honestly, sometimes, if a task force mm. fucks up, if a task force does well, how easily can you can you put uh, the link lah? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, to me, it sounds like a very uh, bureaucratic yeah. slash military term. You know, like yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like I don't know if you guys have watched that uh, the trailer of that new movie that's uh, the new series that's coming out with Steve Carell. Uh, oh, space, space, force. Force. Space, force. Awesome. space Force Space Force Space Force Yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah, the trailer yeah. looks damn good funny. But see, the word Task Force Sounds very military Like, oh, yeah, okay yeah, Who's yeah, gonna yeah. arrow right, right. To, It's like a committee <laughs> Of the DND, you know Like, I, I deal mm. with a lot of DND subcom Where yeah. they're like Oh, I cannot arrow this year To go and like Organize the company DND uh, No choice Do you think yeah. the fellow Who cannot task force for 
Like ah yo, I kena NDP fun pack task force. Ah oh, <laughs> yeah, now people complaining. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but, but like, what, for example, in that in that case, Lawrence Wong, for example, he, yeah. dude, the way he has led the COVID nineteen task force is uh, like a bloody champion, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. man, Lawrence Wong. No, MVP, I was just about yeah. to say that. Uh, uh, yeah, like, one thing about this task force is that. Uh, I think if you ask the average Singaporean uh, who is our health minister, they might think it's Lawrence Wong uh, because yes. of mm, he's been heading up this task force. But actually, he's not the health minister. And a lot of people, the commenters on Reddit, are all like, actually, yeah, how come the health minister seems to be talking so much less than than Lawrence Wong, uh, who is not a doctor by trade or anything, you know? Mm-hmm. So so it's just a uh, yeah. When you say task force, I think it comes from yeah, like what you say, it's a military thing where everything probably has a task force. Uh, but yeah. but the comp side of things it also makes people a bit confused. But hey, who's in charge of things and who's the ultimate decision maker and all this? Uh? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you yeah. think about it, yeah, task force is everywhere, right? Like if you're in the army, the people that went to assassinate, I mean, uh, kill off Osama bin Laden, were in some way a task force, right? Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. when the last dance Michael Jordan documentary, when when there's a play with two uh, coach and Pippen in the last part, that's like the task force, like You know, the buzzer beater task force. It's yeah. just that I think in the government there's this stigma attached to it, like oh, Chiba another task force. And I think yeah. a lot of it would have to do with people's own experience in the corporate bureaucracy. I cannot yeah. fucking DND task force before. Yeah, it was yeah, fucking yeah. shit. I cannot five year planning task force. Oh, fuck yeah. that shit, man. So it's all this like meh, task force. Maybe they should change the name for that also. Uh. Because yeah. it's, it's, your, your feelings right, are negative, la, right? Your feelings of the task force are negative when you think about yeah. it, la, right? I yeah. think it's just the name that has that all that baggage, lah. If they called it like the the fun pack Vanguard, or like the fun fun pack recon mission or something like that, or fun pack two point the the fun pack team six or something, that would be kind of uh, cool, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Yeah, or the 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 fun pack. First eleven, you know, like eleven uh, people, uh, uh. the first team. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Very sports thing, uh. Uh, yeah. But I mean, yeah, la, it's a Task force, unfortunately, sounds like okay. You got your main job, and mm. then this, this is your task. The, yeah, your main task. This, uh, yeah, yeah, the arrow. I can, uh, this year task force. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but yeah, la, So so I mean that one. Uh, like yeah, if 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 any of you listening have any specific thoughts or. Or if you disagree, agree with us, please, please, please shout shout us out in the uh, Reddit or our Instagram DMs. Yeah. Uh, any any closing thoughts on this before we move on to our final segment of the show? And uh, no, no, good. no. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess this Dem- this the climax. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah. is how task force <laughs> meetings end. Yeah. Exactly. Like, any closing thoughts? Anybody? Any <laughs> uh, no, no. Then we do action review. <laughs> Can we do canteen break? Anybody want copy? I'm going copy. Oh, just one one small thing. As I, I was just reading about the NDP thing, right? They said that uh, they usually start planning for NDP like two days after the this year's NDP Previous finishes. NDP, yeah. So like oh. 9th August finish, then 11th August they start planning for next year's one. So this year's NDP probably started 11th August when they thought the economy would be fantastic and everything would be amazing and there were flying mm. guests from all over. Now it's a very different world. Uh, oh right? yeah. Crazy, oh yeah. yeah, makes sense now. Because that's why I think I got a missed call on eleven August and I never replied. That's why I'm not hosting this year. <laughs> 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 missed call. Otherwise from, you would uh, have been the you could have been the, the host for the live stream at DP. Yeah, hey, uh, okay, can we Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's why. What, what if I show them my lights, you know? Because like I can do NDP from my house. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, you have to sing home. You have to sing home. 
Oh, I think Rishi is trying to home. he's trying to demonstrate the his awesome background no, lights. A lot of a lot of the a lot of the media corp artists who sang home this year also cannot sing. And, ah, and <laughs> <laughs> Rishi's place looks yeah, like yeah. it has a there's a police car visiting or something in the oh, back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is what NDP will look like if we raided my house. <laughs> like, a task force broke down my door and went like, "Hey, you, are you the host of NDP?" <laughs> yeah, dude, but the, the light is ballers, yeah. yeah. To those Pretty listening, cool, yeah, it's just basically flashing blue and red in Rishi's room, lah. Yeah. yeah, shit, I need to change the colour, wait. Uh. He's gonna, I think he's going to get a seizure <laughs> so, or something if he continues like that. Uh. So uh, while you're my, doing that, we can... dog is we can, going nuts with the light, sorry. Okay. <laughs> we, we can move move on to our final segment, which is one shock thing. I, yeah. I guess we didn't give you a heads up that you need to give a one shock thing to share with our listeners. Mm. So, one, one? so, I mean, a one shock thing, one shock thing, which is like the one thing you experienced in the past week that you would like to share with the listeners. It could be a song, it could be basically fucking anything, like, but not... It can't be like your experience because it's something that you can share with them and they can experience for themselves. Yeah, like the last dance documentary or You can go last. Okay. We yeah. can give you some time to think about it. Like, uh, like a movie or like a yeah, thing. Anything. Or, or even a or YouTube whatever. video you watch that made you smile and you want to share it with people. Yeah. Okay, let me think. Yeah. Your go first, yeah. your go first. Mm. Okay. Terrence, you, you want to you wanna start? Sure, sure. I, I just came across this uh, Singapore's first ever Kung Fu movie. That was made uh in the I think in the nineteen sixties or seventies, and it was it was dis- it disappeared because nobody I mean it wasn't in nineteen seventy three Ring of Fury, Singapore's mm. first ever kung fu flick, but it has now been um it disappeared because I think the the actual film itself was like uh stored somewhere and then it was breaking down and and the, and it was basically just like dissolving la. but it has now been restored by the Asian Film Archive. And is now it was has now been put in 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 its entirety online, so it's about mm. an hour forty three minutes, and it's in the style of you know, uh, the Bruce Lee kind of kung fu movies la, like uh, like Fist of Fury, but it stars like Singaporeans and it's shot in all over Singapore in nineteen nineteen seventies, so it's actually a very interesting glimpse into what Singapore looked like back then. And uh, and then you layer a kung fu movie on top, uh, a very cheesy, quite badly, uh, quite bad. It's, I mean, it's a shitty movie, lah. It's just damn cheesy. <laughs> and the villain wears an iron mask and everything, but uh, mm. it's really quite uh, trippy to watch it because you you never. It's like seeing a Tarantino kind of uh, movie layered on top of like old archival footage of Singapore, lah, which we've never seen before. So uh-huh. if you you if you have like an hour to sh- to spend just. Check out Ring of Fury. Uh. There are some really, really funny bits in the show. Unintentionally funny. So so just check it out and and for yourself. Uh. Okay, cool, yeah. cool, cool. Uh, my one yeah. yeah. My one show thing is um I, I think I previously mentioned on a podcast that there's this uh kind of loop looping musician com- comedian guy called Mark Rebillet who yep. I'm fucking obsessed with now. I, yep. I caught wind because someone shared a a song he Composed for frontline workers, but what he actually does is that he has a looping pedal and he creates music on the spot. And during the quarantine, I mean, in the US, he's been doing shows where he would live stream for two hours, take calls, and make up songs on the spot. So I've already talked about him. He was my one shook thing, I think, a few weeks ago. But my one shook thing for this week, which is going to happen later today, because he's going to be appearing on the H3H3 podcast. Oh, which really? Is a podcast started by one of 
uh, Terrence and uh, my favorite YouTubers H3H3. So mm. fuck that. When I saw that, I was like, oh fuck, I'm actually going to tune in to the live stream of the podcast if I can. I think they do do that. So mm. it's not out yet, but by the time you listen to this, because this podcast will come out a day after we record it, so you might be able to see the link and I'll share it in the show notes if it's out. Oh, okay, okay, cool. Yeah, that's my one joke thing. But it's going to be live on History's, on History's channel. Podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cool, okay. Yeah, it'd be fucking dope, man. Yeah. Nice. Okay. So on to our guest, Mr. Rishi Budrani. Okay. Uh, What's your I, one shock thing? This this is a probably an important shock thing, not just for the week, but for like the past couple of months. I discovered that the National Library has an app called mm. Libby. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you guys knew about that. Uh, so what you can do is that you can borrow audiobooks on this app called Libby. Oh, okay. Mm. It's a f- free app that you can download. Uh, and if you've got an IC number, you can create a free uh, uh, NLB account and you can download audiobooks for free as well. Mm. Oh, uh, serious? Yeah, yeah. Is a, there text versions a, also? Text versions sorry? also? Are uh, there text? Yeah, you, yeah, you have text versions where you can oh, read on your shit. Kindle if you have, or you have audiobooks versions also. So what I've been doing is that I've been uh, researching a little bit for the, the live show that I've been doing and the recorded mm show that I've been doing online Uh, and Mm. for that I wanted to read this book called uh, An Oral History of the Daily Show Mm. uh, Mm. as told by Chris Smith and John Stewart oh shit is it good? yeah it's oh man it's kick ass man you can check it out there you can see it I don't know wow fuck that's cool so it's a long oh, book, uh, but you know I I listen to it every night before I go to bed. You know it just inspires me a lot. It it gives me a lot of insight into what it's like writing satire in Singapore, uh, which you guys have been doing for a while as well. Uh, what it's like, you know, talking about the news in a comedic way. Because I've I've been restricted to the live sphere. I'm well, not restricted. Mm, I've, mm. I've, I've, I mean I've been working in the live sphere for a long time. Uh, and whatever content I used to do in terms of uh, hosting shows were always other people's shows, you know, like mm, uh, mm. asked to host a travel show or like a TV show or whatever. But of late, I've had to create stuff on my own. And I think this is a genre that I've been thinking about for a long time. And uh, having access to this kind of uh, literature is really oh, helpful. That's cool. Is it narrated yeah, yeah. by John Stewart? Uh, he is one of the narrators, yeah. Oh mm. shit, that's cool. They man. also have, cool. uh, I think, uh, I think they have certain special parts that are narrated by you know Steve Carell or uh, by uh, uh, Colbert as well. Who uh, but you have to listen. Voices. You have to listen through the Libby app itself. Yes, that is the okay. that is how I listen to it, lah. Yeah. Got so it, basically, you have the app, you have the account, you download the either the ebook or the audiobook. I prefer audiobooks, lah. Like I, I cannot read on my phone or on my computer. Lah. I prefer mm. like you know listening and reading where, where, whether I'm like doing the household chores which I've become fucking good at in mm. uh, COVID-19. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's cool. That's cool. So, yeah. so if if people listening to this podcast want to find you, right, where where can they find you and maybe yeah. you can even just talk a bit about the current show which you have which you have started? Yeah, there's a chance uh, to plug your show entirely. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, I do this show called The Rishi Report. Uh, mm-hmm. which basically I, I, we come out once a week with a recorded episode where we pick out a topic or a couple of stories in the news uh, and then we tell some jokes about it and hopefully shed some interesting perspectives on it and we try to do all of that in like a five-minute episode. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's out on either my Instagram page or my Facebook page. You can find me on Rishi Budrani. Uh, and, yeah, and how you spell easy. Budrani yeah. for, the, for the non-Indians? B U D H R A N I. 
a fellow Cindy Budrani. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's where you can find me, man, on Facebook or Instagram uh, with the Richie Report. That's what I'm uh, currently doing. We also do a live stream of the show every Thursday night at 9 o'clock, uh, mm. which is just me fooling around online with uh, the guests who tune in. And mm. I give out some quiz prizes. We do like a fun quiz about the news and then I give out some prizes. and About fun packs, all right? They are not very fun, uh, bro. They are sad. <laughs> no, the quiz, the, the quiz about fun packs, right? And the, the brand of potato chips. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where we got yeah. wrong, apparently, now. <laughs> yeah. You, have to, return, you have to re- get the prize to, to the other Lucky people. that's not a prize-winning uh, uh, question. Uh. Oh, it's not? Yeah. Uh. <laughs> I thought, if not, you're like, go 90.5 at that. Uh. You're, you're fucked oh, up. Oh, tough, uh, that one. Uh, you. <laughs> it's a tough one, man. <laughs> yeah. But is that, okay, so Rishi cool. Report is the, yeah. main, is the, main, the main thing for you now, lah. Uh. That's right. The Rishi Report. Check it out when you have time. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Cool, man. All right. That's all for for this episode. Uh, Thank you guys so much for listening. And as always, we will talk to you guys in a few days' time. But see you guys on the Reddit for sure, right? Yeah, Yalabad Reddit. Just Google Yalabad Reddit. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Thanks, Terrence. Thanks, Rishi. Thank you. Peace out.